Hey folks, happy Easter, it's Pastor here. I am so glad that you have joined us on this very unique, one of a kind Easter. We are having an online Easter service. Let me tell you, the first Easter was one of a kind, wasn't it? Jesus Christ rose from the dead. What an exciting time that we have here. And uh, every Sunday at Open Bible Baptist Church, we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. But today, it's a special day. And I'm so thankful that you allowed me to join you in your home this morning. Can I challenge you? Grab your Bible, if you would, please. Get your favorite cup of coffee or iced tea or a glass of water. Gather your family around. And let's take a look into the Word of God this morning and uh, let's be encouraged as uh, we know that today uh, our Lord is risen. We serve a risen Christ and we're so excited about that. But uh, grab your Bible if you would, open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to take a look at verses 1 through 4. I'm going to preach to you on the topic today, a sure foundation, a sure foundation. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. If you're new with us, and maybe you're new to Christianity, or you're just um, evaluating Christianity, you're searching. Uh, if you have a Bible, that's in the New Testament. That's towards the second half of the Bible, towards the back. If you're not quite sure, you still can't find it, go to the very front of the Bible, right in there. It gives you a, a table of contents. You'll see Old Testament, New Testament Look up 1 Corinthians, you'll find the page number, then you want to go to chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15, if you would please, verse 1. The Bible reads this way, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask Him to bless our time uh, together this morning. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be able to be here. And Lord, I pray that you would take your precious word and that you would bless it as it goes out uh, uh, to these many people who are watching and listening. I pray that our hearts would be challenged, that we would be stirred. And, and Father, I ask that you would help us to uh, apply what we've learned and help us to pursue you, uh, help us to become more like you. We ask you for this. Thank you for this very special day. We thank you for us being able to celebrate even in very difficult times, we can still celebrate the risen Savior. We love you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We're talking today again about a sure foundation. You know, today our world is not finding itself in a place of surety or certainty. Matter of fact, our world today is very uncertain. There's a, a great deal of uncertainness. And we really don't have much to rest upon. I mean, things are changing so quickly, and, and we're not sure where we're going to land. I mean, we're hoping by uh, maybe the end of April that we'll be able to start possibly getting back to normal, but we're unsure. We're not sure. The experts don't know. They're saying, look at this model, look at this model, and that model, and, and they're trying to compare, and they're doing the best that they can, but they are just not sure. We're in a time of uncertainty. We hear a lot of talk about the new normal or what normal will look like when this all gets past us. 
you know, to be honest with you, there's an uneasiness in our world, in our country, and in many of our hearts. See, we're walking, if you will, with a tentative step, hoping that where we take our next step, we will land on solid ground. You know, I believe our world and our country and individuals, just like you and me, we are wanting a sure foundation. We're wanting something that's solid. We want some definites. Where can we go to get that? Where can we turn to in order to have something that's solid, that's sure, that's certain, that's definite? The question comes up, is there something that is certain? See, these questions that I just asked you, where can we go to, where can we turn to, is there anything that is certain? These questions are really asking the major question of, is there something solid, something that one can bank on? These are questions that are concerning a solid foundation. Give me some definites. You know, when something is foundational, it rests upon truths or, or standards or particular criteria. Think about it. There are certain foundational truths that science is based upon. For example, what goes up must come down, right? There are foundational uh, standards for sports. I mean, there's a certain way that you have to play basketball if it's going to be competitive and you're going to keep a score and those type of things. You can't walk around with the ball like that. You have to bounce the ball, right? Uh, there's certain... There are certain uh, foundational standards for, for football or for tennis or for golf, whatever sport you may play or be interested in. Think about it. There are certain foundational criteria for good cooking. I mean, if you want to have a good meal, you want to go out to a nice restaurant, there are some foundational criteria that good cooking must have. See, we live much of our life upon foundational truths. These are what we call, maybe some would call, the basics of life. The social norms that, that one must know in order to live a fulfilled and prosperous life. But what happens? What happens when our very existence is questioned? What happens when your existence is questioned? What foundational truth will you turn to? What do you rest on when everything is stripped away from you? How are you going to get through? Are you going to get through? See, your answers to those questions and more really reveals the foundation of your life. It's what you're really resting on. You know, let me give you some hope this morning. There is a way to have a sure and settle life, even in a world that is unsettled. See, your life will be sure and settled if you live life according to the Scriptures. Twice that phrase is mentioned here in our passage. And I want to show you some foundational facts that one must believe in order to have a sure and settled life. I want you to take a look at the first foundational fact. Take a look at verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all, this is a foundational truth, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ 
died for our sins. The first foundational fact is that Christ died. A theologian of the past, his name was Dietrich Bonhoeffer, stated, The fact that Jesus Christ died is more important than the fact that I will die. And the fact that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead is the sole ground of my hope that I too will be raised on the day of judgment. Our salvation is from the outside of ourselves. I find my salvation not in my life story, but only in the story of Jesus Christ. Paul, who was the author of this letter to the Corinthians, is stating that he had preached to them the gospel and that they had received it. You know, friend, if I was reading this passage of Scripture, I, I would ask the question, well, then what is the gospel? Well, the gospel summed up can be really summed up in two words. It's the good news. The good news that one can have a relationship with God and have their sins forgiven. The good news that there is a solid, a sure, a certain foundation that you can base and I can base my life upon. See, it starts with the foundational fact that Christ died. This is a historical fact. There's no doubt about it that there was a man named Jesus of Nazareth who died on the cross. You can look that up in history and find it. The Jewish historian Josephus wrote about it, and there's others that wrote about it as well. But not only is it a historical fact, it is a, it is a church history fact as well. And though I appreciate the historical fact and the church history fact, the greatest basis that we have for this fact is the Bible. The Bible states it as fact that Jesus died for our sins. a matter of fact, friend, that's what Good Friday was all about. And though we may not have been able to celebrate uh, Good Friday or be able to participate in Good Friday services like many of us have in the past, that is what Good Friday is all about. It's when we reflect upon the death of Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible predicted the death of Jesus Christ hundreds of years ago. The other day I was sent a text of a man who predicted a, the crisis that we now find ourselves in. He said this, I see a plague coming on the world and the bars, churches and governments will shut down. The plague will hit, this is what he said, New York City and shake it as it has never been shaken. The plague is going to for force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles, and repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. That was predicted by David Wilkerson in 1986. You say, wow. Yeah, when I was, somebody sent me that text, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That's a pretty amazing prediction. But that prediction was only a couple decades ago. The prediction of Christ's death was foretold hundreds, hundreds of years before he died. In Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5, the Bible says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Psalm chapter 22, verses 1 and 2 says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You might have read the gospel account of that when Jesus says that on the cross. He's quoting Psalm chapter 22, verses 1 and 2. 
He said, Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring, O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. In verses 16 through 18 of that same chapter, the Bible says, For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they have pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them, and they cast lots upon my vestures. See, the point is that Christ died. You know, friends, there are many reasons why people die. Matter of fact, we're hearing uh, very much about people have been dying because of COVID-19, the coronavirus. People die of heart disease. People die of cancer. People die of old age. People die of alcoholism and drug addiction. There are many reasons why people die. But my question is, why did Jesus die? There are those who would give many reasons, but you really need to look no further than what the Bible says. See, Jesus died with a purpose. The Bible tells us in verse 3 that Christ died for our sins. That meant my sin, your sin. That was the purpose. And the purpose culminates in putting us back in a right relationship. It results in putting us back in a right relationship with God and the forgiveness of our sins. And though many people die, only Jesus could die for our sins to put us back in a right relationship with God. Now think about that for a second. Since Christ died, remember that's the first foundational fact. Since Christ died and the purpose to put us back in a relationship with God and forgives our sins. It says, for our sins. Since Christ died for our sins, do you know what that makes us? What that makes me and you? It makes us sinners. All of us are sinners. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. See, God sets the standard of righteousness. And no one can meet that standard of righteousness because of sin. And because of our sin, we needed a substitute for us to meet the standard of God that he set. And that substitute is Jesus Christ. See, Jesus is the only one that could die for the sins of the world because he was the only one that was and is sinless. You know what that means? That means that Jesus meets the righteous standard of God. And it means that he meets the requirements so that we can have a relationship with God and so that our sins can be forgiven. The Bible says that Jesus Christ died for our sins, but it says something else there, according to the scriptures. You know, Christ didn't choose the way he was going to die. He died according to the scriptures. What that means is that Christ humbled himself. He was obedient unto the righteous requirement of God for the payment of sin. See, the only way that you and I can have a relationship with God and have forgiveness of our sins is to humble ourselves and be obedient unto Scripture. See, you know, God's not asking you to do anything that Jesus has not already done. Just like Jesus humbled himself and was obedient unto death, according to the scriptures, I'm asking you from the word of God to accept the gift of salvation according 
to the Scriptures. See, in order to live a sure and settled life, to have that, to have that solid foundation, it's to believe that Christ died for your sins according to the Scripture. But the second foundational fact is, and found in verse 4, it says that Christ was buried and rose again. Take a look at verse 4. And that He was buried and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. For Jesus to be buried, is to, it means that it confirms His death. In one of the commentaries that many pastors and theologians consult, it says here, it said in this one, as the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, make clear, to be buried in this and many other instances does not mean to be placed in a grave and covered in dirt, but buried in the sense of being entombed, placed in the sepulcher as a final resting place. You say, well, it's not news to us that when someone dies that they're buried. And that's what many cultures do. They, they bury their dead. And when we, as a culture, think of someone being buried, we don't think of them getting up from the place where they were buried. We look at that, too, as something permanent. When we buried my grandparents, I didn't think to myself, well, in about two months, um, you know, we used to call them old pop-pop. Old pop-pop's going to get up and be walking around. No, we looked at that burial as something final. We, from a human standpoint, look at death and burial as something that is permanent. But when it came to Christ, the Bible says something different. It says that Christ was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Friends, that's what Easter is all about. The resurrection of Christ. Christ died for our sins. But if He did not rise from the grave then we could not have a relationship with God and be forgiven of our sins. See, the resurrection of Christ proves that Jesus is in fact God. Christ not only died according to the Scriptures, but He rose again according to the Scriptures. And friend, what the Bible says is that Christ did not only rise again according to the Scriptures, but now He continues as a risen Lord. Christ is still risen and he rose again the third day in order that you and I can have forgiveness and a relationship with God see Christ lived all of his life according to the scriptures if he would have not have done that he would not have been able to pay for the sins of the world he would not have been able to put us in a right relationship with God if he did not live his life according to the scriptures. See, friends, this morning, if you're going to have a sure foundation on which to build your life, you must start believing according to the scriptures. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means me and you. We've all fallen short of the righteous standard of God. And the Bible goes on in the book of Romans, verse 23, and it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, the payment for sin is death. But remember, 
I said that we needed a substitute. And that substitute is Christ. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, the Bible says, But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So the payment was already made by Christ. That is what Good Friday is about, the payment that Christ made. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, the Bible says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13 of that same chapter goes on to say, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, friends, life will never be sure for you if you look to anything else than the sure foundation of Christ. Will you put your faith in Christ this morning? Will you repent of your sins and ask Christ to be your personal Savior? Will you trust only in Him? See, I asked you a, a few moments ago when we started this message, what are the answers to some of those questions that I asked you about? How can I know? What's going to happen next? And when will this end? See, what and how you answer those questions will tell you what you're basing your life upon. I would encourage you this morning to base your life upon the Lord Jesus Christ and accept Him as the risen Lord. Believer friend, just like I'm asking those who may not know Christ this morning, those who are not followers of Christ, to live their life according to the Scripture. Are you living your life according to the Scripture? Oh, you might say, oh, Pastor, uh, of course I am. Let me just throw one thing out there for you. Before you make that quick judgment, are you living your life according to the Scriptures in your relationships? You know, the Bible says that we're to honor one another, preferring one another. You know what that means, friend? That we as Christians, we're to take the initiative and to show honor or respect to others without them waiting, or without us waiting for them to show us honor and respect. You know, it would be easy for us to be able to say, oh, those who don't believe Christ, you need to believe according to the Scripture. But friend, are you living your life according to the Scripture. Evaluate your life this morning. See where maybe the Holy Spirit's speaking to you where you need to make adjustments to be able to live your life according to the Scripture. See, we're to live our lives like Christ according to the Scripture. And if you do, you will have a sure and solid foundation. I want to thank you for spending some time with us this morning on Easter. I pray that if you don't know Christ, your personal Savior, that today you would make that decision for Christ. If you'd like, you can reach out to me at pastor at openbiblenj.org. Feel free to email me. You can contact our church office at area code 856-629-3800. Reach out to one of our staff members or myself, and we'd be happy to be able to talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. Or you could even go to our website, and you can 
Visit that at openbiblenj.org and it will show you how you can know for sure that you're going to heaven. I hope that you'll make that decision on this very special Easter. It's one of a kind. I pray that you would make that life-changing decision. Let's close in a word of prayer if we could. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we've had to be here. And Lord, I pray, pray that you'll bless these dear and precious people who are watching. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us on this Easter Sunday, that you would encourage our hearts and help us all to live life according to the scripture. I pray for that unbeliever, the one who's not following Christ right now, that they would take what's been spoken today and apply it to their hearts and lives and make the decision to follow Christ. We love you this morning. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Happy Easter and have a great day. Thanks for joining us on today's broadcast. We hope it was an encouragement to you. Be sure to reach out to someone this week. Send an encouraging text or a voicemail to stay connected. If you'd like to give today, you can do so on openbiblenj.org. To get encouraged throughout your week, check out our podcast of past messages on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you on the next broadcast.